Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy, your insider's guide to all things franchising in the Heartland area. I'm Blake Martin. I'm your Heartland Franchise Guy host today. We are the one-stop shop for all things franchising in the Heartland area. Education, resources, and advocacy for anybody looking to learn a little bit more about the franchising industry or thinking about getting into the industry itself. Speaking of getting into the industry, we have a guest today who has done a little bit of everything in the field. We're speaking with a local franchising executive with a really unique background and a really unique viewpoint, both nationally and locally on the franchising field. I'd like to welcome Ryan Zink, CEO and founder of Franchise Fastlane. Thanks for joining us today, Ryan. You bet, Blake. Happy to be here. Thank you very much. So I'm going to start off with that point about your very unique background. You've had quite a variety of roles in the franchising field. You've, you've been a COO, you've been a local franchise owner, you've worked within franchise systems, you've been the franchisor, quite a varied background. How did you get into this in the first place? Yeah, like most people, I fell into franchising. Uh, in fact, got a degree in journalism and decided that wasn't going to be uh, for me. And uh, had a friend working at a franchise GNC location. Started just yeah. as an employee of a franchise business. Fell in love with franchising. Fell in love with the structure that a franchise offers, and decided that I was going to continue to go that path. That's really cool. So you started working within a franchise business, whether you even knew it was part of a franchise system or not. And that was kind of how you learned it from the inside out. Yeah. In fact, the first franchisee I ever worked for, eventually he and I became business partners and we founded a couple of companies together. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you talked about, you know, what you love about franchise. Tell me a little bit about what is it that makes you such a big fan of the franchising industry? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll answer that two ways. What I love about the franchise industry and then what I love about uh, maybe a little bit about what I do. So what I love about the franchise industry is just the infrastructure of business, right? I think there's mm -hmm. some stat out there that says like 66% of Americans want to open their own, want to own their own business. Right, right. We see it all over TV, podcasts that are talking about it, right? There's a hot topic. And, but a lot of people think, well, how do I do that? You know, I don't have the experience to go open a business on my own, nor do I necessarily have the capital that it's going to take to make all those mistakes and figure out the best model to go sure. do it. So why not go and work within an existing model, an existing brand, a proven system? And I'm absolutely fine um, paying a royalty back to a franchisor that's going to use those funds to make the system better. And so I... For it was just perfect for me. I mean, I was 25 years old and wanted mm -hmm. to get into franchise or get open a business, and I thought, what better way to do it than franchising? Um, second part of the to answer that question is, what do I love about franchising specifically with what I do, which is help um, franchisors grow with Franchise Fastlane. With Franchise Fastlane, right? thank you. I, I might yep. be jumping ahead a little bit, but I love placing people into a new business. I mean, literally, it's mm. it's a for profit business, of course, right? But sure. every time that we create revenue or create a sale, I literally feel like I am doing good by the world by getting some new executive or new person into owning a business. I mean, I know what yeah. business ownership has done for me and I know the, 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 the value it's created to my family and to the people around me. And every time somebody buys a franchise, I feel like you're giving them almost the gift of entrepreneurship and business ownership. Well, that's a really cool way of thinking about that. Yeah. Let me go back a step real quick. 
What has franchising and business ownership done for you and your family? Oh my goodness. I mean, I have a very strong sense of purpose into what I do. And I can't tell you what it does to a person every day when they wake up and they're like, I am in my sweet spot. So my old businesses were in nutrition. And I thought, I really like nutrition, mm -hmm. right? I thought this is something I'm doing good by the world. And it, you know, it's a for-profit business and all this, all these right. things that were kind of checking the boxes for me. But I didn't realize that nutrition wasn't really hitting you know, my sweet spot, my passion until I moved into this side. We're representing franchisors and connecting them with franchisees because I truly think that business ownership is one of the most powerful things in the world. And that's what we're doing. We are teaching people how to move from corporate America, mm -hmm. you know, working the nine to five or longer than the nine to five to literally into the business ownership and the pride and the purpose that is created through that. So purpose, pride, obviously there's been time and financial rewards to all of that. And when I sit down and I know, I know how important it is to me when I sit down with my kids and I teach them the power of business ownership. And someday I hope that they can become business owners as well. Well, that, that's quite a motivator there. The ultimate motivator, right? <laughs> Thanks for sharing that with us. You referenced something I want to dig into a little bit too. So now you represent a number of different kinds of franchises. Tell me more about how that works. And, and so what, what role does franchise fast lane play in the industry? And part of the reason I ask that is I'm in the franchise consulting field, right? People often confuse us. They think I'm a competitor of yours and vice mm -hmm. versa. And right. I explain to them, no, 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 not at all. Actually, we, we help each other. So can you describe a little bit of what that niche is? Yeah, you bet. Well, I think as you compare it to our relationship, it's very much like a real estate agent, right? A real, mm -hmm. a buyer's agent that's representing the buyer works with a seller's agent that's working with the seller. We're the same way, right? You're representing people that want to invest into franchise opportunities. And we represent franchisors who want to find qualified franchisees to grow around the nation. Um, just recently, it, it dawned on me, and this wasn't the case when Franchise Fastlane started, but when people asked me what, when people used to ask me what I did, I'd, I'd say, we help franchisors find franchisees, right? Okay. So um, today, I actually think that we're going to start saying we represent the next big things. Um, because oh, yeah. it truly has become that way. I mean, through our vetting process, through the way that we qualify franchisors on whether or not we're going to represent them and the success that we've been able to have with them, we truly believe every time we represent a brand, it's going to be one of the next big things. Right. And it's through that mechanism of helping them find franchisees, but there's so much that goes on behind the scenes of not just a franchise or calls and we say, okay, we're going to be able to work with you. In fact, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's usually, you know, uh, just a small percentage of the people that call us that right. are going to be able to meet our criteria, if you will, on what we feel, what we would feel really good showing to one of your candidates or showing to any, any person out there that right. says, I want to grow through a franchise model. We want to feel if they buy or invest into a brand that Franchise Fastlane represents, if we were to call them 10 years from now, they're going to say one of the best decisions we ever made. So how specifically do you help them? You, you help those franchise brands identify people who would be a good match to be an owner within their franchise system? Exactly. Yep. Um, is the question how we take the candidate through the process or how we make sure that we're representing good franchisors? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Um, so on the, on the franchisor side, um, well, first, it is a lot of conversations. I sure. mean, in fact, last year, I think we spoke to over 140 franchisors oh, that were goodness. interested, and we, uh, we brought on six, right? So you can see kind of the, the vetting process that goes into 
it. I'm always getting a little bit nervous of saying that on air because I don't want franchisors to think, well, I'm not going to call them. Um, but what we then do is we take them through a process, right? We, we do a quick introduction call. And if it feels like there's a natural fit, we take them through the introduction to, of the Fastlane presentation. We have a get to know you form. We go through their uh, legal documents, the FDD and the franchise agreement. We do serious validation. Um, yeah. I mean, we call all of their franchisees if we can, right. or at least the majority of them to better understand what's going on. One of the most important questions you can ask an existing franchisee is, you know, if you could roll back the clock, would you make the decision to do this again? Absolutely. You know, um, uh, then we go through what we call a nicety, a necessity and a nicety list. Okay. So if, uh, if we're talking to a franchisor that has made it through this stage, they have to check every single box in our necessity column. If they don't even, if and there's about eight or nine boxes over there, if they're missing even one, we won't represent them. Can you give me an example of one of those? Yeah, sure. So validation is one. Of course, we want very strong yeah. validation. Um, we want a unique uh, problem. We want we want them to be solving a unique problem. Um, we want a six-digit return. Um, so if they don't have at least a six-digit return, uh, we typically are going to okay. want to have no more than a four-year payback on the initial investment. We want founders that we feel have the experience and the working capital to support franchisees. Mm -hmm. And there's a few others. But yeah, that's, that's a few gotcha. of, uh, of them that are important. I'm going to go back real quick. And then because I interrupted you, I'll, I'll skip you forward to the nicety. But you mentioned something in their validation, sort of an industry term. What you were referencing was you being able to have those conversations with their existing franchise owners and validate that they've had a positive experience. You got it. And many okay. times, even if it has a brand that has gone through a series of franchisees that have sold their business, yes, we may want to reach out to those. Like, you know, tell us about your experience when you were in there. Why did you sell? And you know, get some of those answers as well. Thank you. Thank you. So before I segued you on that, back to the nicety category when oh, you're qualifying. I should, yeah, I should have brought it with me. Um, <laughs> nicety, it comes down to things like an appealing brand, um, a, a fully built out franchise development website. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, if they have things like uh, consumer scores, we want to understand like net promoter scores and things like that. So gotcha. it's it's not the things that are absolutely have to be there in order for us right. to represent them, but some of those things that we really like to yeah, see. Yeah, polished, structured group that mm -hmm. gets it. Right. Okay, great. So you talked about criteria, which goes right to a question I wanted to ask you. Let's say Pat, our producer, is your best friend. Mm -hmm. What do you tell Pat to look for? He's your best friend. You're gonna you're gonna see him at you're gonna see him maybe every day next week. Who knows? But <laughs> you know his family, etc. Yeah. What do you tell him? What advice do you give them as far as what to look for when you're thinking about a franchise opportunity? Yeah. Um, well, Pat's your producer, so this advice isn't going to be great for him, but I would tell him to call you. And, and, here, here's what, and here's what I mean. I mean, obviously I'm on here, so I support what you do, Blake. And I think what you provide Thank you for that. is such an important service. You know, I didn't realize this until I got kind of behind the scenes on franchise development. There's 4,000 franchisors right out there. There's 300 new franchisors that are introduced every year. Amazing. I, I think I've even heard a statistic that there's nearly 300 franchisors that uh, go away every year as well. Yeah. And so if I'm an individual and I'm sitting at home and, you know, I'm working hours, I'm taking care of my kids, I have a busy schedule. And at the same time, I'm trying to do the research to understand of the 4,000 opportunities, which one is really going to check my necessity and my nicety box, right? Everybody knows of the brand names of the McDonald's and the Subways and all that. Sure. But many times those are not going to be the right opportunity. The working capital required is going to be too high. The territory available is going to be too low. All those things that uh, just don't necessarily fit for the person's specific needs. So then what do I do? How do I go and understand? Because a guy like me, I want to know that once I go through a process to define what's important to me, 
all the options are being exhausted. Everything's getting looked at, but I'm not going to be able to do that in a short amount of time to truly understand it. And so what you do, I mean, you're an expert, obviously you're doing podcasts, you're going to conferences, you're talking to franchisors, you're hearing all of the inside information and you know, which ones are, which boxes need to be important to line up with what's important to the candidate, which uh, according to what the, the franchisor is offering. And you can line that up in a very short amount of time with a very structured process. And so again, it sounds so self, you know, self-serving or whatever when I sit here and I tell him to call you, but I truly mean it. I'm passionate about the fact that if he was my best friend, I would tell him to call you so he could do all the research required. Well, uh, I'll tell my listeners, I had no idea that was going to be your response, but I understand. Thank you. And I understand where you're going with that. It's reach out to advisors who are knowledgeable uh, about that decision. People who've been there, done that. Absolutely. People who've been franchise owners like ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You also referenced something that I want to dig into a little bit, um, you know, kind of the insides and outsides, right? So you've seen things being on the inside of the franchising industry. What's, you know, what, what have you learned being on the inside of the franchising industry that would be interesting for folks who haven't been in it to know? Um, You learn that not all franchisors are created equal and not all franchisees are created equal. Um, And and what I mean by that is uh, imagine if you were a mechanic and if you're a mechanic and a new car comes into the shop, you're pretty quickly going to be able to tell, hey, I've never, this is a brand new car. I don't know the model, but you're pretty quickly going to be able to look under the hood and identify if it's got a good engine. Why? Because you have a tremendous amount of experience of looking at engines. Okay. Well, the same is true. uh, What I've found that uh, being in franchising, you start to understand how to kind of look under the engine of a good franchise model, right? And we've already talked some about it, but, you know, when we talk to 140 franchisors and bring Mm -hmm. on six and the necessity versus the nicety box, um, you need to understand the financial return. Uh, you need to understand the legal documents. You need to understand the validation. You need to understand, um, does that person have, does that franchisor have experience? Uh, we yeah. represent a couple of franchisors that have less than, you know, let's call it 10 units open across the country. And many okay. people would look at that and say, well, I, you know, maybe I don't want to get involved with a brand like that, but these are brands I would recommend to my best friends because they're emerging brands that are sitting on top of what we call enterprise companies. So these companies that have, developed many franchisors in the past, or Mm -hmm. they are just so skilled in their industry that they're doing. In fact, we're talking to a brand right now that does over a hundred million dollars in revenue that is now moving into a franchise concept. So while they have very few units, they have a tremendous Mm -hmm. business and a tremendous infrastructure behind the scenes. So anyway, that that was a little bit of a long, long long-winded answer in the fact that just the only way to truly understand whether or not a franchise or is going to be a good fit is to go through the process. And the only way to really understand the process is to be inside the franchise industry for a period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to understand if, if I'm following you there, understand that opportunities are different for everybody, right? What's the right fit for one person may very well not be the right fit for another person. You bet. In fact, uh, my ex business partner, he just recently purchased um, Omaha, Des Moines and Cedar Rapids for a franchise brand we represent that currently has under 50 units at the time he purchased it. I think it had under 20 uh, units open. And it was one that I told him that he absolutely should jump into because it was going to be the next big thing. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. The next big thing. Second time I heard that from yeah, you. That's right. <laughs> so serious question, not meant to be a softball at all, but along those same lines of, you know, a best friend who's thinking about getting into franchising, is franchising a good fit for everyone? Oh, no. Uh-uh. Um, I like to 
I, I use a, a 10 point ruler, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, the nines and the tens, they are the very entrepreneurial people. Those are the ones that have to be able to think of something and be able to go out and execute it the next day. Uh-huh. The guy not, that builds an app. You bet. Yep. They're uh-huh. not good franchisees. Same is true. Usually same is true on the opposite end of that ruler mm-hmm. of the one through the fives that they just absolutely need everything done for them. Right. They, they, they don't have okay. a, the ability to go out there and kind of have a creative thought or problem mm-hmm. solve. Right. They're over here on this end. We typically are trying to find those six, seven, and eights, those people that can absolutely fall within a system. They're not so entrepreneurial, they can't fall within a system, yeah. but they're not so far on the opposite end that they need everything done for them. They're business owners, but they're business owners that can do it within an infrastructure that's already been created. Gotcha. Which kind of goes to the old point in franchising, right? You're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And you got to be okay with both of those things. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And it's why the process, again, is so important to make sure the core values of the candidate align with the core values of the franchisor. Because if there's unalignment in there as to what, what they expect to get from the franchisor or what the franchisor expects from the franchisee, that can cause challenges. Boy, you just hit on a, a really important point, I think. That, you know, it can be the best system ever, maybe fit people where they are in their life. But if there's a if there's a mismatch on culture or just a mismatch on expectations, that's, I guess, really part of what you're trying to help people avoid, right? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. why we have to take them through a very serious process. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. What else should we know about your background and, and, and maybe where Franchise Fastlane is headed? Yeah, great question. So, uh, you know, you had mentioned it. Uh, my background has been as a franchisee of multiple brands. I've been a service provider to franchise franchise companies twice. I've uh, been a franchisor. Um, successfully, we, we, we grew it over a couple hundred locations and had an exit, right? And so have experienced all different parts of franchising, which helped with the experience I needed to start Fastlane. In fact, uh-huh. uh, funny story behind Fastlane is the reason that I uh, started it was because I wanted to stay plugged into franchising to become a franchisor again. And then about 18 months into Fastlane, oh. I fell in, like I said, this is like, I didn't realize how much this was going to just be right aligned with my purpose and my passion. And so 18 months into it, I started thinking, okay, well, is it time to become a franchisor? And I kind of had this, this reaction like, no, I want to continue to work on the development side. I want to continue to make these matches. And so we pivoted at that point. So instead of me kind of exiting the day-to-day and working on becoming a franchisor, I dove even deeper into the day-to-day and said, right. now the new purpose of Fastlane is to become the absolute best in the world at franchise development. So we're going to start in the U.S. And what that means is today we have a very slim um, service that we offer. We offer franchise development services to those brands that want to award 50 or more units a year, typically. Okay. Most franchisors are, are not in a position to award 50 or more units a year. And Mm -hmm. many shouldn't award 50 or more units a year if they're not in that position. But, you know, we had 130 some franchisors last year that wanted to work with us that we had to say, sorry, we don't have a service for you. And me as a business owner and entrepreneur, that hurts. That's painful. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) ah, there's 130 some brands out there and really great people and great brands, but we just didn't have a product for them. So now what I'm starting to dive into is uh, something we're calling the Fastlane Vault. This is an education about our process. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have another, so the product of 50 or more units a year is called the Fastlane. Another product we're going to offer is called the, called the Carpool. And what the Carpool is, it's us riding along with the franchisor. So they may have the development person on their team, mm-hmm. but we will do all the infrastructure for them. We will um, qualify a candidate. We will onboard them, schedule the calls, do the background checks, do the credit scores, send out the validation reminders, all the legal stuff. Really building out all the entire development infrastructure or exactly. building upon what was already there. 
and, and because they want a smaller number of units, they will have the de- development director on their team. But that's perfect because they can still follow our process, which we believe is the best in the country, right. and do it and using the Fastlane Vault, learn our system, and then teach their internal people how to go do it. Gotcha. So really, with, with both of those lanes, both of those categories of business, the, the, the customer is still that franchise organization that's looking to get into the fast lane, pun intended, exactly. looking, looking for growth, ready for growth and willing to make the investment to have that infrastructure to support the growth. You got it. Yep. So we start them, maybe they want five or 10 or 15 new units awarded in a year. And when they've uh-huh. really done a good job onboarding them, getting quality validation, feeling comfortable with faster growth, then we can move them over to the other side of the business. Gotcha. So if Pat is that franchise company that's looking to expand and they, they want to get a hold of Franchise Fastlane, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, well, uh, FranchiseFastlane.com is, okay. is probably the easiest way. We have a get, uh, you know, contact us form on there. Um, and then, you know, uh, people could always email me direct as well. My email is rzinc at FranchiseFastlane.com. So you can email me or you can go to the website. Great. Well, thanks. Part of the reason I asked that question is because we're getting close to the end of our time here. Before we do that, I, I, I do want to thank you both for joining us today. And I want to thank you for putting a really good face on this industry around here. A lot of people can get very full of themselves if they have the types of achievements you've had. And I will say at a relatively young age, the types of achievements that you've had. And you're a humble guy and you're clearly still focused on family. So thank you for keeping a great uh, face on our industry in the Heartland area. You got it. Thanks for inviting me, Blake. You bet. You bet. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of the Heartland Franchise Guy. My name is Blake Martin, the Franchise Guy. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, reach out to us at heartlandfranchiseguy.com. We look forward to presenting another podcast for you soon, and we thank you for joining us today. Have a wonderful day. A Parkville Media Production.